0: This week's episode of Discovering Trek is brought to you exclusively by Fansets. Check out their brand new line of Star Trek Discovery pins, including Lieutenant Saru and Takuvma. Plus, brand new Discovery pins are coming soon. Discover a whole new universe of pin collectibles with Fansets online at fansets.com.
1: New ships, new crews, new aliens. And hey, a brand new podcast from Trek Geeks to talk about it. Every week. Star Trek Discovery premieres soon, and we're here to talk about it. I'm Dan Davidson, your host, and we are Discovering Trek. Hi all, and uh, hey, welcome to this introduction of Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, presented by Fansets. Uh, This is our brand new podcast dedicated to the sixth live-action Star Trek series, which is debuting on CBS and CBS All Access in the United States on September 24th, and the rest of the planet on September 25th. Uh, So why do we call it a Star Trek Discovery Companion? Well, uh, this podcast will examine each week's episode of Discovery, and we're going to look at the story and characters, but also we're going to look to see what we might discover about humanity and maybe even ourselves in the process. Uh, We want this to be the definitive look at Star Trek Discovery, and we can't wait to bring it to you. My name is Dan Davidson, and hey, I am so excited to be here and joining me every week will be my illustrious co-host and good friend and brother, Bill Smith. Bill, we've, we're here.
0: It's hard to believe we're here. Thanks so much, Dan. And uh, it seems like we've waited for this moment for so, so long, and it will be here in just a few short weeks. I, I can't believe it.
1: It's it's just around the corner. It seems like forever ago that we actually had the announcement. We had STLV with with um, just a little bit of a teaser, and people were saying, "Oh my gosh, is that what the ship's going to look like?" And we go fast forward a year. Here we are. We're ready to go. We've got lots to talk about every week, and we've got lots of ways that people can get in touch with us to see or to say what they think about every week's episode. So uh, let's open up those hailing frequencies, Bill, and tell everybody how they can get in touch with us.
0: We can certainly do that, Dan. Of course, we want everyone to follow us on Twitter at Discovering Trek. And on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash trek. There you can join in on the discussion and even leave us comments, questions, or even suggestions. You can also send us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash trekgeeks. Please remember to tell us your name and where you're from. And also do remember that... Any comments you may leave us may be used in an upcoming episode of Discovering Trek.
1: Dan. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from a lot of people about what they think every single week because there's a lot to go. Uh, There's a lot that's going to be happening over the course of the next 15 episodes. We have 15 episodes of Discovery. Uh, The newest Star Trek is about to hit the airwaves, and we are very, very excited. I
0: can't wait, you know it seems like forever ago since they sent out the initial release saying that hey there's going to be a new Star Trek series, and I think you and I went into to full on fanboy geek mode at that point, and we haven't let up since and and i'm just I'm excited to see what they've got for us
1: so you know everybody who's listening obviously has been waiting just as long as we have uh, we only have a, a couple of weeks left to go uh, but You know, Bill, let's talk about Discovery itself for a few minutes. I mean, um, what is this going to be? What are we expecting uh, with this brand new series? You know, uh, we were in Vegas just a few weeks ago, and we had the uh, um, honor of sitting in the audience when some of the cast members came on stage to open the convention pretty much and also talk about their experiences during the first Few months of of shooting, and it was it was really amazing to hear some of the things that those cast members had to say.
0: Without a doubt, I think that th- one of the things that stuck with me immediately was the Klingon presence. You know, at San Diego Comic Con, we saw a lot of the Starfleet crew, and um, at STLV, we saw a couple of you know our our main Klingons, and it's impressed upon me that. That the Klingons are going to be back and, and bigger than ever. We know that this takes place during some sort of war between the Federation and the Klingons. Exactly what's involved or in the scope of that war, we don't really know yet, but that's going to reveal itself in discovery season one. Plus, you know, some eagle eyed people looking through the, the discovery exhibit at both San Diego comic-con and star Trek, Las Vegas may have gotten some clues as to what this series is about. and, I keep seeing a sarcophagus ship being referenced, Dan, and I mm-hmm. got to think that that's going to be one of the elemental plot points of the entire season.
1: Yeah, I think so as well. In some of the trailers, which we'll get to in just a minute, there's been some really cool um – imagery of a looks like a body being raised up and the Klingons doing the Klingon death howl uh, that we became familiar with during the next generation. So definitely some kind of death ritual is going on. Um, Is it an ancient sarcophagus ship? Um, What's the deal with it? What's the deal with the uniforms and the look of the Klingons? And the thing that I'm very um, impressed and interested in is Everyone who was on stage, whether it was cast members or writers, seemed to indicate that they would be explaining all of this to us, which I think is good because when everything started coming out uh, several months ago, there were a lot of people online that were saying, oh, here we go, another look for the Klingons, and and we're never going to know what this is all about. I think that they're going to put that to rest, and I think they're going to do so fairly quickly in the series based on what we heard out in Las Vegas.
0: Well, you know, I think one of the things that Star Trek has always displayed to us was that, you know, the aliens we encounter are mostly monocultures. You know, their they're alien species look one way. And, you know, that's not the way we look on Earth. You know, our various, you know, nationalities have, have different characteristics about them. And it lends to the diversity of of the human race. And I think that what we're going to see in Discovery is some diversity within the Klingons. We know now that there are various houses of the Klingons and like a set number of them and that they may look different between the various houses. And I think that's one of the things I'm most excited about. We're not just going to, you know, turn the Klingons on their ear a little bit, but we're going to create some really in-depth lore that I don't think the other series really managed to accomplish during their runs. And I think that's one of the most exciting things.
1: I think so, too. One of the things I liked most about that discussion is Mary Chifo was on stage, and she was gracious, and she is so excited to be part of the Star Trek community now. She actually mentioned to us in uh, this panel that we sat in that she's of two houses, so that should be kind of interesting to uh, get the lowdown on that, yo, when it comes out uh, in a couple of weeks.
0: I agree, and I think one of the other big takeaways from that panel was that uh, Kenneth Mitchell, who plays Cole— also happens to be of the House of Core. And you and I both perked up when we heard that because we're both big, you know, Core fans. And we can't wait to see how that works itself out and how that comes to light.
1: It was really great uh, when we heard that because we were both wondering if he was supposed to say that or if that was kind of a secret that he kind of just let slip. Um, Is it the Core? Well, I guess we'll find out. One of the things I found also very interesting was they showed a picture for the first time of Cole And some very, uh, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, eagle-eyed people noticed that in that picture, he's actually wearing a Starfleet Delta.
0: I was really stunned by that. I can't wait to find out the reasoning why, Um, or if that's really what it is, honestly. I mean, maybe he took it as a spoil of war, for all we know.
1: We've uh, we've certainly seen people do that. Some of the Cardassians took the Ketracel white tubes from the Gem Hadar back on Deep Space Nine, while some of the um, Klingons took Cardassian neck bones and made necklaces out of them. So uh, we'll, I guess we'll find out. But um, you know, we we've been talking about what we saw in Vegas. But uh, since Vegas, well, actually before Vegas, during Vegas, and after Vegas, we have been getting some just downright amazing glimpses of this show in the form of. Long trailers and 10-second clips uh, that uh, they have been putting out, and they are nothing short of amazing. You know, I think
0: back to, you know, 30 years ago and 25 years ago and, and 20 years ago or so when when the various other series premiered, uh, or even, you know, like uh, 15, 17 years ago when, when Enterprise came out. And although we got previews, we got nothing like the sort of borderline theatrical trailer that we got for Discovery. And I think it's because the methods of storytelling have changed significantly on television. And you can thank shows like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, and and even some of the HBO series like Oz. You know, from from fifteen or sixteen years ago. You know, the the style of storytelling has changed so much that it's kind of it's kind of made a, a marketing campaign change for a television series too. And what we're getting is epic. What we're getting is, is emotional and what we're getting is just, it's, is incredible stuff that really sort of wets the appetite for the viewer. And with every release, I don't know about you, but I get more and more amped to see episode one.
1: I'm right there with you. And, and you said it perfectly. It's wetting the appetite because a, a lot of these, splash trailers, as I've been calling them, that have come out over the last few weeks. They're maybe 10 seconds in length, maybe 15. They're very short, and they do very quick splashes of an image, and it, it just changes over and over again. It's They've done it with some of the equipment. They've done it with the uniforms. The level of detail in the production, I've said it before over on Trek Geeks, it's amazing how they've done and put so much work into just these little bits of information that they're throwing at us. The special effects, the music, the lighting, everything is is cinematic quality like you said a second ago. And if this is any indication at all of what we can expect when episode 1 hits on September 24th here in the United States, we are going to be in for a treat and one hell of a roller coaster ride for the next 15 weeks.
0: Well, you know, you think about it, the purpose of a trailer is to do what? It's to sell your product. And they are doing a great job selling this product to non-Star Trek fans. And that's really the key here. I mean, although we love to see the trailers and we love to see the previews as fans, they're not just looking to grab us. They're looking to grab anybody who watches television. And I think that they're doing that successfully. And I think the campaign they've strung together is, is really exciting. And I, I can't wait to see how many people come into the tent through Discovery because that's always the interesting thing, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely one of one thing our good friend uh, heather always says is that one of these treks is always someone's first trek And this episode or this series is going to be no different. There's going to be a lot of people coming into the family because of discovery. And what they've given us so far before the show even airs, I think, is a testament to what we can expect. Now, you mentioned it just a second ago. They're doing what they need to do to bring in these new people. So let's talk about that for just a second. One of the things I've noticed, especially this week, is there's been a lot of pictures on social media about billboards and entire uh rooftops of these huge buildings with advertisements for discovery. That's something that I did not expect to happen for for Discovery, to be honest, being a streaming service on CBS All Access. But they are they're they're pulling out all the stops and some of these billboards are really pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there are some that are the entire sides of buildings. Mm. You know, in Los Angeles, we saw pictures from uh from both Ken Mitchell's and Mary Chifo's Twitter accounts, you know, they they're out and about and hey, there's a building with Discovery on the side. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's pretty amazing stuff. It it shows the investment by the network and it shows that, you know, that they want this to succeed. I think one of the most encouraging things about this marketing campaign has been how they've been saturating social media, the special releases of smaller ads they've been doing at at uh, 1031 or 1227 based on the reg- registry numbers of, of the starships involved. You know, just really small things. And then you get the trailers, which I guess are showing in movie theaters in some towns, you know, as part of the pre-show stuff. They're really going after as wide an audience as they can. And this being the first Star Trek series, you know, in the in the social media era, I think they're doing a lot of the right things right, uh, especially the cast. I mean, the cast is all over social media.
1: Oh, it's it's really amazing. That's what I was going to bring up. Is is Enterprise was about twelve years ago? I think none of this was around. Twitter was I don't even know if it was around. If so, it was just in its infancy, and and Facebook and all the other aspects of social media. The cast has really dove in into social media to help get the word out, and we got to give special props. Um, As we have done in the past to Anthony Rapp, his social media, Twitter feed in regards to discovery is some of the best reading I see anywhere on a daily basis. He really knows how to do this. He's awesome at it as is the entire cast, but uh, he's really had some special tweets over the past few weeks and, and couple of months.
0: He really has, you know, we talk about a lot on Trek geeks about the spirit of star Trek and you know, how people get it at times. And Anthony Rapp is really one of those people who truly understands what Star Trek is. I mean, yeah, it's a TV show. It's something we all enjoy. But you know, as we all know, there's an underlying message there. And I think it's one that that Anthony has embraced and and looked to to put forth himself. You know, it says a lot about him. You know, I look at some of the other cast members like like uh, Chris Obi, who plays Takuvma, and, and Mary Chifo, who plays Laurel, and even Ken Mitchell, who plays uh, Cole, all the Klingons. Mm-hmm. They've been incredibly active on social media. So is Jason Isaacs. You know, it seems like they're all doing their part in an unprompted way to help make this a success. You know, because there's a lot of tweets that, you know, you, you know just can't be you know run through CBS marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You know but it's 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 heartwarming to see that you know star trek can can blanket social media just like every other show and be successful i, I think it's pretty awesome
1: it's always awesome when you see something of star trek is actually trending on twitter that really warms my heart and uh, i hope it happens a lot more um so so we've talked about all these things it's it's going to be hitting in in just a, a few weeks time as we record uh episode zero here you know So we're bringing this companion show on, and this is going to be about what we hope to discover with Star Trek Discovery. Um, We're going to talk about what happened on the episode. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen the following week. And we're going to talk about our own humanity and what we notice in this episode that teaches us about humanity. What are your hopes for this show, Bill?
0: Well... I'd have to say that in Discovery, you know, I, I hope for you know the very heart of Star Trek. I think back to some of the original series episodes and some of the best episodes of, of the subsequent series, you know, like TNG or DS9 or, or even Voyager and Enterprise. And there are episodes that, you know, you, you know, just by looking at them or watching them that, you know, yep, this is Star Trek. It's great Star Trek. And what I hope from the series, since it is a different type of storytelling, is that we get a consistent season-long arc that helps us realize that Star Trek is alive and well in this you know, second 50 years that it's in. Um, I think that that's important. I think that you know, it's, it's one thing to have a, you know, a pew-pew sci-fi shoot-'em-up, but it's another thing to have something that tells an actual story about us as humans in this day and age, you know, with the future as the setting. And I think that's really what I hope for the most. That's what I want to discover about this series. I want to find the humanity in it. I want to find the heart in it. And I want to find the hope because I think that that's something that we've been missing a lot in today's day and age. And it's one of the things that Star Trek has always spoken to in its core was hope.
1: You um you took you took the words right out of my mouth, partner, because that was what I was going to say. I I am looking for hope in the show. Um, one of the things that Star Trek has always done has taken the events of the day and made an episode out of it and done it with a Star Trek twist, and it always seems to work. We can go all the way back uh, to the original series with, with how they were able to tackle issues um, all the way up through Enterprise, and there are perfect examples of, of times that are tough and they bring it in and they make it a Star Trek episode, and that's what I'm hoping for because what they're able to do with that episode is turn it into hope because it's in the future, and how they are going to deal with things. That's what I'm looking for with Discovery, and I want to discover things about myself and about our fellow man every week as we watch the show and dissect it uh, from a week-to-week basis one of the things I had said earlier is that, you know, we've got a lot to talk about over the next 15 weeks, but we actually have to let people know that they're going to be splitting the season in half. They're going to have the first half of the uh, arc um, right away, starting on September 24th and then on a weekly basis. And they're going to take a little bit of a break and they're going to come back with the final uh, half of the arc, I believe, in January, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we've got a lot of, uh, of things to talk about in, uh, in quite a stretch of time coming up.
0: Well, you know, the other thing I hope about this series has to do with you, And that you're going to the premiere in Los Angeles. And I hope that you don't say a word about what happens in that first episode, because I'm not going to see it for five days after that.
1: You'll let the cat (laughs) right out of the bag, friend. Yes, I'm very, very excited. I will be flying out to L.A. It's going to be a long uh, 24 to 48 hours because I'm flying out the morning of the premiere, going to the premiere, and then coming back the next morning to the East Coast. But uh, you know what? It is going to be worth it because it is going to be very, very uh, exciting. I'm very honored and and humbled to be able to join all the people out there for this premiere. And don't worry, I won't say a word to you, man. I will let you wait until the 24th. That's,
0: that's really the best thing you could do in this case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'll be texting you as things happen saying, I knew that. I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, one of the things I do want to talk about, Bill, now that we've talked about what we're going to be doing on the show and uh, what we can expect with Discovering Trek is talk about our good friends over at Fansets. You know, um, we can't thank them enough. They are such great friends of ours, and they are our exclusive sponsor of Discovering Trek. We are so happy to be... um, having them sponsor the show on a weekly basis. We've got some great things that we're going to be doing with them over the course of these 15 weeks. They are an incredible group of people. They have an amazing product. Just go check them out at fansets.com and see all the different things that they have available. And I know that you've gotten quite a few pins over the course of the last few months also, man.
0: You know, when we were at Star Trek Las Vegas. I went all in on all of the discovery pins they had available you know, they had uh, Captain Georgiou, they had Lieutenant Saru, they had Takuvma, they had um, the the Discovery logo pin, and they had the USS Shenzhou right there on site. And those are all in the wall in my cubicle at work, and I look at them every day and I'm like, oh, Discovery's coming soon. The pins, as all as with all of their other stuff, are simply just amazing. The quality is incredible. Um, the artwork is fantastic, and they're going to be bringing more and more Discovery pins as the season progresses, which is even more exciting. So they're going all in on it too, and they're going to have some special stuff just for discovering Trek listeners. I hear Dan.
1: I think that's pretty awesome. And we can't wait to share with you exactly what we are going to have, uh, for listeners of the show. Um, it's going to be an interesting ride and we are going to be riding with a great group of people, Lou and John and everybody associated with fan sets. Um, we're looking forward to it. Their product, like you just said, is amazing. And it's not just Star Trek. They've got all kinds of stuff that they that they have. Whatever genre you like, chances are that they have it. They've got Marvel and DC, and and uh, I've seen Alien pins and Harry Potter pins, and yes, even Firefly pins. So um, check them out. We love them. They're Fansets on Twitter and Facebook, and of course, Fansets.com is their website, and uh, they're a great group of people.
0: We truly can't thank them enough for partnering with us and discovering Trek all season long And I can't wait to see what they have for all of us as part of discovering Trek. It's going to be pretty exciting.
1: Can't wait. Well, you know, another thing that's kind of cool, Bill, is that um, we're going to be able to watch episode one of Discovering Trek on CBS television on September 24th here in the United States. And then immediately after episode one completes, episode two is going to be available on CBS All Access. And every episode after that will also be on CBS All Access. And um, if you're not a subscriber to CBS All Access, it is very easy to sign up. And we have a way that you can actually do it in a very simple couple of clicks. Isn't that right? That's
0: exactly right, Dan. So we are an affiliate partner of CBS All Access. So that means if you subscribe to All Access through us, you help support the podcast. It's that simple. We've set up a special URL that's easy to remember so that you can go sign up for CBS All Access and be able to watch Discovering Trek. All you have to do is open up your browser and go to discovery.trekgeeks.com and we'll automatically get credit for your sign-up, and you can help support both Trek Geeks and Discovering Trek in the process. It's pretty exciting. That's uh, it's how I intend to sign up for all access. <laughs> and we hope everyone does, too. And we, we certainly thank anyone that that uses that link to start their subscription, Dan.
1: Sounds great. Well, you know what, man? Uh, I think that that about is going to do it for what we wanted to do here in Episode Zero. We're, we are thrilled to be doing this. We're thrilled to be bringing it to all our listeners Episode one is coming up in just a couple of weeks, um, and we will be right there to bring it all to you. But before we go, Bill, I think there are a couple of ways, again, that uh, people can get in touch with us by social media. Isn't that correct?
0: That's true. If you want to reach out to me directly, you can find me on Twitter at TrekGeekBill, Bill. And I'm also the same handle on Instagram. Uh, feel free to hit me up there. Of course, you can always head out to uh, the Camp Kittimer group on Facebook, which is the official Trek Geeks group. Uh, Dan and I both always seem to be hiding there. And uh, that's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer
1: excellent and uh, for those of you that might want to reach out to me individually I am on Twitter at Trek Geek Dan it's very similar to Bill's except mine is with Dan of course and uh, yeah you also can check us out on Facebook we have our Discovering Trek page there as well and uh, we hope that you will uh, come often and come early and also join us over in Camp Kittimer like Bill uh, mentioned it's a lot of fun over there we look forward to a fun filled year of season one Star Trek Discovery we can't wait
0: Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing one song for each episode of the original Star Trek. Download their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek, a Star Trek Discovery Companion, is a production of Trek Geeks, executive producer Dan Davidson. For even more Star Trek discussion, check out the Trek Geeks podcast, available
1: on Apple Podcasts and trekgeeks.com.